today's gonna be a fun day. Um, I think we lost the the daily dose as a co-host, so we're gonna try to get them back up. Twitter always making our life fun. I tell you, um, it's it's like uh, it's like riding on a bull. Hopefully, <laughs> see what happens. Um, today is gonna be fun. I, I'm looking for the discussion. Obviously, got some big news to discuss. Uh, we're gonna announce the winner. Oh my goodness of the daily dose game. Plus, there's a plot twist, y'all. So I can't wait to tell you about that. Uh, stay tuned and you will find out more. Um, also, would love to hear from you all in the audience. Um, all of you daily dosers out there, you know, uh, all of you listening are just the lifeblood of the show. Uh, we appreciate you. We love to hear from you. So please hit that purple comment button in the bottom right of your screen. There's already 346 of you that have done that. Uh, and the question for today is, what are your weekend plans? Let's see some pictures. Let's hear some fun. Uh, we'd love to hear a little about your weekend plans. Um, I think my plans are sit around the fire and uh, watch some TV. That's that's what I'm going to do. Are you, uh, what are you um, watching? Uh, you anything in particular? Um, we those those of you that are in England will know what I'm talking about. There's uh, 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 there's a show called Michael McIntyre's Big Show. And it's the best variety show you could possibly imagine. I, I literally like laugh and cry. It's just the best. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 dumb, but I like it's it. No, it's no Bachelor, but uh, but let's let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's no Bachelor, right? It's got some it's got some integrity to it. Um, don't forget, y'all. We are starting Poaps again next week. Um, we're gonna do a little test later today. So if you want to join that space, uh, it's not an official Poap. We're gonna drop a Poap. It's not a, it's not a real one, quote unquote. It's gonna commemorate you were there on the test space, but it doesn't count towards the allow list, but come on by, help us test. And then the real deals on Monday, uh, really excited about that. Um, we are, uh, talking about two big discussion topics really today. Uh, one is, uh, is how is gaming going to onboard a lot of people? Like what are the mechanics that are actually going to happen? We're going to talk a little about Dookie dash. We're going to talk a little bit about what MPL is doing. Um, uh, and then we're going to talk about checks, uh, Jack book butcher and the checks, everybody, everybody's freaking out about them. And I think it's uh, really interesting to talk about uh, why is this happening? What, what are the mechanics? Um, what's causing this? Uh, it'd be really interesting to see. So um, let's, uh, oh, we're already seeing some people sharing their uh, weekend plans. Cactus says, go into the mountains at night to stargaze with my friends, which is awesome. Sounds really fun. Uh, Jazz says, celebrating my brother's 22nd birthday and pray his present I ordered gets here on time. <laughs> it's always it's always stressful and exciting. Um, I think we should get into the show. Um, we're gonna, uh, as always, try to bring as much value to you as we can. Um, I think it's really important for daily dosers to know what's going on in the market and also to have late, latest news. Uh, and we're fortunate to have two great partners to do that. Uh, the first is Mintify, uh, who uh, just has a killer. Uh, uh, app for NFT pro traders analytics is top notch. The new betas is, is awesome. Uh, check it out. Um, and you can find them at mint at, uh, mintify.xyz. Uh, so let's, uh, let's welcome them to the show. Is the market up? Is the market down? Let's find out as we look at the market daily report brought to you by Mintify, the NFT terminal for pro traders. Thanks, The Voice. Uh, over to you all at Mintify. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that. Let's get into this market update for today. The 24-hour ETH market volume, 27.9 million, 11.5% up. Solana market volume, 4.3 million, up 6.5%. Highest sale, 84.2 ETH for BoardAbe, 80.20. You can get beta access at beta.mintify.xyz. Top NFT index gainer, still down, uh, 0.3% down for top 20 art. Chex is definitely carrying this index, 1.498 ETH floor price, up 59%, almost 60%. Max Payne and Friends by Xcopy Art, 0.94 ETH floor price, up 18%. And Wonky Stonks, 0.31 ETH floor price, up 11%. The top losing index, top 50 game, down 1.4%. Number one, Altered State Machine, 0.0359 ETH floor price, down 12%. The Treeverse, 
0.61 ETH floor price down 8.4%, and Wolf Game Farmers 0.578 ETH floor price down 7.5%. Some noteworthy market updates. Bitcoin transactions spike as people rush to mint ordinals NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain. Toyota is sponsoring Astro Network's hackathon and may use technology developed from the hackathon to increase its business efficiency. And the European Investment Bank has launched a sterling bond product on the blockchain. Market stats, global crypto market cap at 1076 billion. Bitcoin dominance 42.12%. BTC open interest 7.36 billion and fear and greed back at 60. Bitcoin right about uh, 23,630, down about 0.5%, and Ethereum 1668, down about 0.14%, with the S&P at 4150 or so, down just a little bit under 1%. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mintify. I appreciate you all. Um, I love hearing from what you all are doing over the weekend. Uh, Harry Houdini says, going to see my grandpa again. Look at this four generations, firstborn sons, all carrying the same name, Harry. That's so amazing. Really cute picture of, of the, all the generations together. And Kizzy says, uh, going to my cousin's wedding. Super excited and happy for them. I absolutely love weddings and can't wait to dance until I pass out. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's one thing that's really fun about weddings in the UK, y'all. They're like literally a party. Um, there's none of this like the couple, you know, sneaks off, you know, at 6 p.m. Boring stuff that happens in America. Uh, it's like party, like, like party till you drop. <laughs> so, and I learned that cause I, I was, I expected to have an American wedding and Jill had other plans. Um, and, uh, we had a very UK wedding. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, let's keep going. Uh, we're still trying to get a daily dose up y'all. Twitter is being annoying. So bear with us. Um, I hope they're at uh, least Rastivo, lost. How's it I going? hope they're at least lost in the present. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think. I think we are now in the present, so that's good. Um, we're not in, uh, you know, stuck in the future looking at antique shops anymore. So <laughs> that's always good. Um, let's keep going. We've got another great section for y'all. Uh, again, we just want to bring as much value to all of you daily doshas as we can. Um, so we partnered with Lucky Trader to read the cutting edge important news. Uh, you can check out their site at luckytrader.com. Great team, uh, constantly analyzing the news and what's important. Uh, and they are always uh, releasing cutting-edge, uh, timely um, updates as well. So I uh, really appreciate them uh, sponsoring the show and bringing us the value. So uh, let's welcome them to the show. Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. What stories are moving the market? The Lucky Trader app brings you trusted NFT news anywhere you go. It's the Daily Dose News. Here's Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for the voice. Uh, over to y'all, Lucky Trader. Ryan, thank you, and good morning. And everyone, welcome to Lucky Trader's top news news stories for today. It is a big morning of news. Let's start with checks by Jack Butcher. They soar as chatter grows about them becoming the next NFT blue chip. The project's burn to redeem mechanics include a 64 to 1 burn to get a single check, and then burning 64 single checks to get the grail single black check. Serial numbers have to be chosen each burn as well. This has led to some DAOs forming to create things like the Jordan check, serial 23, specific colored checks, and of course the nearly unattainable black check, which has definitely driven up the price. And all this attention has started to draw comparisons to Chromie squiggles and if checks can become the squiggles of the open edition meta. In other news, Proof tags in Beeple for free a free IRL mint during the Proof of Conference event. The team was facing some backlash for the cost of admission at 1.5 ETH, but recent teasers of live mints at the event have sparked some excitement. With 1,250 tickets sold so far, the expected value of the tickets providing potential access to the Beeple may now exceed the cost of the ticket, but it is unclear how excited the market is just yet with only 25 more tickets sold since the announcement. Amazon is hiring for a Web3 go-to-market specialist. The big rumors from last week were that Amazon is entering NFTs in Web3, and it seems this job posting is cementing that rumor as truth. The posting is in search of an individual who will be responsible for growing the adoption of Web3 workloads on Amazon Web Services, and some specific asks of the role include an understanding of blockchain-based architectures at the intersection of Web3 and games, an in-depth understanding of applications of blockchains and games technology, and more. 
In marketplace news, Manifold, the popular open edition minting platform, is, is introducing a new fee structure of $1 per transaction paid by the buyer to help keep the lights on over at Manifold. And OpenSea introduced a new theft prevention solution, disabling WEATH offer acceptance within a three-hour window of NFT transfers across wallets to help in hack situations. And the Squiggles NFT project founder, not Chromie Squiggles, not Snowfro, is facing a federal jury investigation for wire fraud and money laundering. The court filings state that the suspect used providers such as Meta and specifically Instagram to promote and mint their NFT projects that ultimately turned out to be rug pull scams. And the development marks another instance in which malicious actors are finally being held accountable for taking advantage of unsuspecting users in this new industry. And last but not least, we've got some breaking news this morning. Ryan, do you want to fill everyone in on this one? I'm a little excited about this one, I got to say. <laughs> um, so uh, as you all know, uh, I just tweeted the name and brand of the project that we're launching. And I would like to introduce you all to Flux. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, to go on this journey with you all. Um, and so, uh, make sure to check out that tweet. Uh, we're still not telling everybody exactly what it is, uh, but we did tease the art. So it's going to be a lot of fun to go on this journey with you. Um, can't wait, stay tuned. Um, keep coming to the show and collecting those pops. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and on a, on a side note, I do want to remind everybody that, that the daily dose community that we're building is going to continue way past the mint of this pro uh, of flux. I'm so used to saying the project of flux. I can say the word now. Um, and, uh, and our intention is to build, you know, the, the strongest, most inclusive, most educational, most supportive web three community in the world. And, and we're just going to keep doing that with daily dose. Uh, we've got some exciting uses for, uh, for po apps past the mint of flux. So, uh, we, we can't quite reveal what that is yet, but uh, trust me, it's going to be fun. Um, so that is our big announcement. I uh, look forward to, uh, 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 walking with you all on the journey. Um, we're really fortunate to have some of the world's best investors, uh, back in flux and, uh, couldn't be more, uh, uh excited about what we're doing. So, so I, ha I have to jump in, Ryan. So is all, is that what all the handshakes were that you've been, <laughs> you've been tweeting for the last two weeks? Yeah. Yes. A lot of, a lot of deals, y'all, a lot of meetings, a lot of DMS, a lot of phone calls, y'all. There's so much work was happening behind the scenes. And what was hilarious is Twitter decided to turn off co-tweets. <laughs> um, thankfully I got most of them in. I was just about to co-tweet with Luca and a couple other people. Um, so that was pretty funny. So got most of them in, um, nothing like, uh, shaking hands on Twitter. Y'all, uh, also excited that, um, Mintify and Lucky Trader are both, uh, partners as well. So really excited about it. Let's go. Um, and I have another bit of news, uh, that I'm really excited about, which is we have a winner of the daily dose game. Uh, y'all, it was amazing to see you put your brains together to, to work on this, solve it, support each other. We had thousands of entries. Um, and, uh, and we randomly selected, uh, Illis. They won the guaranteed allow the spot for flux. Congrats to them. Uh, uh, if there, if y'all are in, in the state in the audience, come on up. Uh, we'll we'll do a little celebration. Um, but there's a little twist here. So uh, we've selected twelve of you that uh, didn't win, but submitted the correct answers. And uh, you're gonna you should probably check your wallets on Monday. Um, there's gonna be something fun happening, uh, and uh, you'll have to see. So it's gonna be good. Oh my God. So fun. Okay. Um, congrats uh, to everybody who played. We had a blast. Hope you had a fun time. Uh, and congrats again to Alice for, uh, for winning that guaranteed allow the spot to flux. Um, that is our fun news for the day. It's time to move on to the discussion, uh, of the day. We're doing two discussions and, uh, we want to focus on gaming. Um, we're, we're fortunate to have, uh, MPL and Ezra from immutable, up on stage, we're going to invite other folks to come up on stage as well. And the topic is this, what is the easiest way to get gamers to play web three games, web three gaming, or a game where players have tokenized ownership of their assets is one of the best use cases for NFTs. I think we're all pretty bullish on that. Uh, and we've really seen different strategies recently for web three games, uh, on how to get mass adoption. 
Uh, we've seen Yuga Labs create Dookie Dash, as we all know, which is a skill-based mint with the game only being playable to owners of the sewer pass and the top score receiving a big prize. So it's kind of interesting. We saw this lead to many holders of the pass paying professional gamers to, to play using their pass. Uh, for instance, the top two scores are held by professional gamer Mongrel, who has over 5 million Twitch followers and recently tweeted out his top scores, one of those tweets receiving over 800,000 impressions. Uh, it's also interesting to see Gabriel Leiden, uh, who's known, obviously, as one of the pioneers of free-to-play mobile games, is taking the free-to-own approach where players can play for free and own their assets over time. And then we're seeing uh, new games like Martian Premier League. They're here today, which is great. Uh, and they are only requiring you to own one MPL to play uh, a, a whole uh, soccer squad or football squad. And what's interesting is, uh, and you know, bag alert, I, I am investing in MPL. I hold a bunch of them. I believe in the project. But um, And I recently set up my, my team for the MPL Cup. And it was interesting to see, oh, okay, I can just use one of my MPLs, and then I can fill the rest of the team with what they're calling synths, which are kind of automated players, which makes it easier to get into the game. So th there's a lot of interesting angles here. You know, how can we onboard the most gamers in the easiest way uh, to get the, the the largest adoption of Web3? Uh, obviously, we have Immutable today with us as well. They're an Ethereum Layer 2 um, scaling solution really geared towards gaming and um and it's it's great to have them on the show they're also uh, a partner at flux so let's kick it off uh want to want to welcome up uh, mpl how y'all doing hi ryan nice to uh be here again yeah good to have you back um and ezra how you doing thanks for coming yeah thanks for having me ryan great to uh great to be joining here today appreciate it I, what is going on with your pfp you look like you're sad and wearing a hat Nah, I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic. My uh, my brother caught me slipping one day and uh, drew a little hat and monocle on me on Snapchat, and uh, I've been carrying it around me around with me ever since. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, I love it. So good to have you both here. Um, I'm kind of curious. So let's kick it off to MPL for the first question. We're also uh, have Jonah up on stage, uh, who's an expert in gaming. So good to have you here. Um, so MPL, tell us more about your decision to make the game playable with just one MPL and how you, you, you know, talk us through the strategy on that. Yeah. So I think, I think we've made a couple of strategic decisions that are trying to hit at the heart of this topic discussion, which is how to onboard um, new users into web three gaming. You know, our game is, is a genre of gaming, which is sort of sports simulation management or football manager uh, games, which have got quite a, quite a big following there are lots of successful app um console uh, browser based football manager games that have existed for for lots of years and for us it, it it's been a really interesting challenge because we obviously have had our genesis collection we have an amazing community you see quite a few of them in the audience here um who understand deeply what we're doing they have spreadsheets that are uh, trying to work out the, the different variables in in skill tier and trade prices and and they know the they know the community and the set of assets down to the, the nth degree. And then you're also trying to onboard new people that, that don't have that context. And so where we have treaded that line is anyone can play our game with, with only one asset. And then as, you, as you've uh, successfully done, set up your team with these robot robots that, that plug the gap. And also we've developed a mechanic where if you hold 50 MPLs or 100 MPLs, you can actually loan um one of those to a friend um for the duration of the cup uh we've cool. got a delegation delegation mechanic um and you can say look you might be skeptical about web3 gaming or crypto or you might have read this stuff about ftx in the news or whatever but actually look set up a wallet i'll lend you this thing go and play it and tell me this is not fun um yeah and and that's really been up been our our you know we, we've tried to create this world that, that we think sort of stands the the test of time and then create mechanics to onboard as many people as we can into that world with as low, lower lift as possible. Yeah. I like, I, I really liked this idea. I could fill my team with synths. I, I, you know, I'm fortunate to have a lot of MPLs, but you know, most people will have zero or one. Um, so I thought that was a, a, an interesting and important way to, to get more folks to play the game. Um, I want to go to Ezra real quick. Um, can you, 
help everybody understand, you know, how does a tool, and I'm not asking to shell Immutable, but I'm just want to help everybody understand why is a platform like Immutable important for gaming? Uh, and, and, and what are you unlocking? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question, Ryan. I would, uh, I would reframe it not as a tool, but more as a platform and an ecosystem. And so I, I think, you know, some of the key components are tools and technology that we're building. It's uh, so like as a layer two on Ethereum, it inherits all of Ethereum's security, gasless platform. So like the experience for minting or, or trading or acquiring NFTs from inside of the game experience is seamless and like feels like a very traditional experience for gamers. Uh, on top of that, we just announced the release of Passport, which is Immutable's new wallet. And what that's going to do is social login or email login on the wallet, unify the ecosystem, give players access to all content and, and unify liquidity and assets across uh, everything that they're engaging with. So, Got it. you know, I think, I think like fundamentally what we're focused on is uh, technology and tools for great player experience that empower game developers. If that makes Got sense. Got it. What, what, What's the actual user experience of somebody onboarding onto Mutable to play a game? Can you just walk everybody through that? Um, well, it's really more about how you onboard into the game, to be honest. Um, okay. So like with MPL, you, you go to MPL, you connect your wallet, and if, if it's built on Immutable, you connect your MetaMask or in the future Passport, and uh, you connect it to Immutable, and, and you're done, and you're off to the races. And so I think what's really important to understand is immutable sits behind the scenes and the content is really what pulls, pulls users and, and players in and what passport makes it really easy to do is if you show up to a game that's built on immutable, it's one tap to sign in with passport and you're connected to the game and then, you know, fiat on ramp on ramp and, and you're good to go. Bada bing. Okay, cool. Um, I'm a big believer that we need it to be very easy to onboard into these games. Uh, uh, which is why I'm bullish on, on on things like that. So I appreciate you you uh, quickly explaining that. Uh, Clemente just posted a question for y'all. Uh, would love to hear from you in the audience. The question is, what kind of gaming mechanic do you think will onboard the largest amount of gamers into Web3? Um, and I uh, heard from a couple of you already. Ari says, frictionless transfer of digital assets. Uh, totally agree. King Polly says, free own. Society of just, you know, for, uh, allowing people to come to the game completely free and then allowing them to eventually own the assets. Um, so uh, it, it's good to see that. Um, Joan, I'm curious uh, to ask you a quick question. What do you see as as the most frictionless way for to, to onboard the masses onto a Web3 gaming platform? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think, I think free to own is pretty close because... Uh, you know, I just think that gamers don't spend as much as our collectors. And I think there there is a high value attributed towards players in this space, the gaming space. And it's similar to like mobile gaming where the top like 0.5 or less percent actually spend. Um, but the 0.05 or 0.01, whatever it is, they get their value through social social value. And that social value is only as, as valuable as the total like player base you have in a game. Um I and I'm me personally. I'm not actually waiting for AAA to come in this space. I'm actually very. I think indies where it's going to be. There's a lot of issues in the global market right now for gaming on the public side. The issue is that they're making too much money. Uh, actually, there isn't an incentive to jump into this space. <laughs> right. You know, why PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation saw like an over. I mean, over 53 percent growth on their hardware sales just last quarter when it's wow. supposed to be a recession. And uh, God of War, I had it right here. How much did they sell? They they helped drive 9.6 billion dollars for PlayStation. Wow. Um, they had just like a smash record. On the other side. Uh, mobile is having a lot of issues. A lot of you notice a lot of mobile studios who already have money are coming into Web three, because uh, mobile advertising is just a complete mess. While uh, big AAA developers are shutting down on the mobile side, um, EA just shut down a very well known studio called Industrial Toys, and they're shelving their Apex Legends mobile game, which delivered over fifty million in revenue and I forget, but millions and millions uh, of downloads. And they've already preemptively canceled their Battlefield mobile game. And that's because they're predicting that the mobile market's decreasing by 20% in terms of like their wow. forward-looking guidance. For them particularly, that doesn't mean the, the total market. 
um, but they're suffering. Like they're like a lot of AAA publishers are having a very tough time coming to mobile because they don't understand the market. So imagine, imagine your EA. You're making a ton of money on your main franchise titles on the 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 higher platform consoles and PCs. You're suffering in mobile. Why would you come to Web three? There's right. no reason to necessarily do that yet. Um, so I I think the secret is whatever is being natively built here will hopefully become some big IP success and they'll either get acquired or it'll force these publishers to come in. But uh, I'm not betting on, you know, I actually had Activision on my podcast two weeks ago and I, we actually talked about a few things and what they're thinking mm. and it's, it's not what people here are thinking. I love it. it I, I couldn't agree more that we want to see indies or, or we need to see indies succeed. That's probably the only use case that makes sense uh, at the moment. Like you said, the the big triple A's are just making too much money. Why bother? Um, uh, let's go to MPL real quick, and then we'll go to Clemente. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. And, and I think what Jonah was saying there is something that we we've been thinking a ton about. Obviously, as both a you know bringing a game to market, but also a, a, a burgeoning business, which is I, I think there is space for ind- indies to build in in Web three in a way that to all the points that Jonah made that the, the big guys probably don't have the focus or time to. And I think one of the things that that is interesting about this topic is in order for those indies to flourish, it's not just the job of community building that, that I think is, is very inherent in, in Web3 success. It's also the ability to onboard thousands of new users so that your 0.5, 1% can feel the social kudos that, that Jonah was, was d- describing there. And I mm. think if, if you are a big proponent of, of Web3 gaming, you think that we're on a precipice a bit like app um app gaming or browser gaming or console gaming where the power there might be a paradigm shift in the way people end up doing their gaming but in order for that to be successful we do need the ability for people to come in and play games in a in a in a way that doesn't require you know four different wallets three metamask right. signatures um <laughs> and and so we you know we're yes ta- please we're we're tackling a bit of that architecture challenge ourselves you know i mentioned the loan mechanic we're also partnering with Immutable. They've got their passport. A, a lot of a lot of folks are trying to to basically do this, um, you know, to, to do this bridging um, role. Yeah, make where, it easier. Ex- exactly. And I think the people that that, su- that succeed in that, the infrastructure or the teams that succeed in that, will will ultimately sort of win out in this race. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it is interesting. There's different styles of games too. I mean, you know, an MPL, which is a football manager game. Uh, it might be something more about that you chat to your friends about on a on a chat and say, hey, you know, uh, I, I just, you know, changed my strategy on my team. Like, what are you doing versus a, a different style of a game uh, that might draw people? And so there's a lot of different tactics for for attention um, uh, gathering as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Clemente, go ahead. Something really interesting about what Jonah said stuck out to me, which is that that some of these bigger names, these bigger companies need to actually have some sort of pain point or like if, if they're having too much success, it doesn't make any sense for them to change what they're doing. It makes zero sense, right? And that's what's interesting about like it relates to anything in Web3, right? And and like that's why Toys R Us, for example, nothing against Toys R Us, why they got into Web3 or why they started branching into it earlier than other retail stores is because their sales are down X percent or have the exact number, but they were feeling pain. Right. And then you were right. It wasn't working. Time, Time magazine, for example, how old of a company are they? And they were <laughs> low in their subscriptions, but going into web three for them made sense because they had a different risk tolerance to some of these other media companies and they've been crushing it since. And then yeah. I think like you've been saying earlier, Ryan, you repeat a lot is some of these bigger companies, they will follow success. So it's some of these smaller players or some of these older players that have less to lose once they start having success, they'll follow. Yeah. Amen. No, I totally agree. Uh, pain always drives action. Um, and numbers going down always drives execs to do something. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, let's go uh, next uh, to Power of. How's it going? Hey, guys. Uh, Welcome. I'm actually pretty happy that you guys are going to this topic. I think we've gone into gaming so many times and I've requested coming up many times, but I've been, I wasn't lucky. So today I'm happy that I get to come up. Plus, there's some like, Good to have you here. So, Let's go. I uh, I feel very strongly about this topic because I currently work in a AAA gaming studio. Um, I don't work on the game specifically, but I work on the back end of a lot of the games. And I do uh, hear a lot of chatter about 
Web3 and NFTs and how AAA studios would probably go about doing it. And currently the stance of the AAA studio that I work for is that they won't. Um, a big reason why is a lot of the higher ups are not really educated in the technologies that exist, um, thinking that it's bad for the environment and it's it, it's uh, not really something that gamers are going to appreciate seeing. Um, right, so they're out. Of, they're out of the loop. They don't yeah. know, for instance, that Ethereum, you know, Ethereum is now you know proof of stake. Exactly, instance. and like I could. So between me and my colleagues, like I bring it up and we talk about it, and they're like a little bit more for it than um, the rest of the people. But there's a lot of people that have a hard stance on like, no, we don't want to see this. It's going to be bad for the company, bad for the environment, bad for the the gaming uh, environment and our community. So uh, I try not to push it too hard. So I think that indie studios are going to be the ones that have to do it because in a sense if a game already exists like um there's a lot of these games that have become uh that follow a gas model so game as a service right right? take rocket league take dead by daylight take uh call of duty um they essentially have their own marketplaces in place already but the the way it works is all these items that you acquire in these games they're um you get them uh, as entitlements, so you're entitled to use them, but you don't actually own them. They're still, they're just, uh, they're just like they're yours to use, but they're not owned. But you don't own them. And at any point, right. the studios themselves can pull those items away and not um, give you yeah, access you to them anymore. You exactly, them. you don't. So the yeah. only physical so, ownership is if you actually had a physical disc or a physical item, and that would be your ownership. But these, the rest is all entitlement. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, so you're basically saying hey, there's just lack of awareness on what is actually going on a blockchain at the exact level, which doesn't drive change. And like Jonah said, well, if there's no if there's no financial incentive either, you're never going to prioritize that on your on your next quarter. There's, there's only one other so, thing, though. There's only one, and then uh, I'm going to leave step out anyway. Um, the the success of The Last of Us on HBO has uh, driven the AAA gaming like executive suite mad. Like there is a very strong desire for licensing right now. Uh, Marvel in general is kind of exhausting and also it's very tentpole and a lot of these streaming services need to fill content and they're very much looking to compete against each other so a lot of game to cinema li- or game to stream licensing is happening right now and if you're uh, EA what you want to do is you want to take your Apex Legends series which is already a massive franchise on PC and you want to get it on HBO or Amazon or Netflix and you want to do like a joint financing deal around that so there's a lot of uh, what you would call in the movie business slate financing deals that are being pitched right now. And that's where all the interest is coming in because gaming wants to be, wants to eat all of Hollywood. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a good quote. That's very clippable. Uh, thanks, John. I appreciate it. Um, we're seeing some interesting comments from y'all that are listening. Uh, Kenny Power says, I believe in order to bridge web two gamers into web three, the blockchain should be invisible. Gamers shouldn't need to be blockchain savvy in order to participate shouldn't even realize they're inter- interacting with a crypto wallet. Uh, I 100% agree with that. Um, Luke.Moody says, all gamers where the gamers won't know that they own NFTs. It has to be a seamless experience. Um, I-, I love that idea. I mean, I've been saying this over and over again. We really need Web 2.1 here. Um, and uh, that's why I, th- I think POAPs are so great. You really get onboarded. You're not even on the blockchain. doesn't really matter. And then once you care, you know, then you realize, oh, I want to own that asset. Um, uh, truly, and then you and then you mint it to gnosis, right? But uh, none none of that should be anything that people think about uh, when they're coming into the game. So I love that. Uh, let's keep going to hands. Uh, we got coaster next. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me up. Um, yeah, I love when we GM GM. Um, I love when we talk about the gaming topic because it's kind of what I've done for basically my whole childhood, going growing into an adult. <laughs> And um, I think the best way to onboard Web 2 players into Web 3, quote-unquote, gaming is really to just make it as seamless as possible, where, like like the past comments were saying, like they don't even have to think about creating a wallet or they shouldn't even know that they have a wallet. The wallet should be integrated kind of within the game platform. And um, I, I think a lot of Web 3 companies should use, like, the the ideas or the the models based on like Counter Strike Go or um, mm. I think Diablo did it as well where there's a market for these like in Counter Strike there's a market for um 
these weapon skins, you know? Mm. Um, and you can, uh, and back in the day, like I used to actually trade these CSGO skins where I made money on it, where you just kind of study the market. Nice. You know, when there's, when there's, how did you actually and, trade them? Um, th- there was a website. I don't, I don't know if they do it anymore. I've, I've been out of the loop for so long, but, um, there used to be a website where you can sell them through payment options like credit cards or debit cards, and you can just buy these skins. And there were skins worth 50 bucks to, a th- you know, thousands of dollars. Interesting. And it just, and I think really to keep it as simple as possible is these games just need to be fun and they have to be able to incentivize the players to put hours into these games. Like just right. from playing, playing World of Warcraft, um, Counter-Strike. Uh, yeah, it's gotta you be know, fun. A hundred percent. It just has to be fun. It can, you know, and, and my argument really with Dookie Dash, like no FUD or anything. Um, I thought the game was a bit simple, as in just kind of like a tempo run mob indie game. But I sure. think that was kind of their purpose, though, is is more to like show them what's possible or with the other side, uh, what they may, might be planning to do with the yeah. other side. Yeah. Well, know? and this it came out that obviously they used uh, open source, you know, software to build the the framework of the game, and uh, which is obviously one hundred percent fine. That's what open source is for. And the mechanic wasn't that important. I I think it was fascinating that that we're seeing you know professional gamers and streamers play, which is which is opening up you know millions of people's eyes to 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 Yuga and saying, wait, what is this for? And why is why is he doing this? So um, yeah, I appreciate appreciate your point of view. Let's keep going to some other hands. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, next up, uh, I think the voice was next. Hello. Hello. Gosh, everybody's had such good points here. There's many times whenever I thought, I'm just going to put my hand down because that was such a good point. Uh, I can't can't follow that. So I will just add on to what everybody is saying. Everything is true here. I think from the player side, though, a lot of people have thought about why would the studios do it. From, From the player side, they have to accept it. And I think one of the ways you can do that is by having a loss leader. And if you don't know what that is, Whenever you go into a retail establishment and there is something that you really want that makes you go into the store and the store will actually price it below even what their cost is. And they know they're going to lose money on it. And they do that because they know that'll get you into the store and buying other things as well. And a game studio could use some of that same type of mechanic to where the Web3 variety of the asset inside uh, the game could actually be cheaper with all of the advantages of ownership. And that might incentivize to spend more than maybe you would have otherwise yeah like it loss leader um it does make sense i mean and that's probably what we're what we're basically seeing you know uh gabriel Leiden do right now you know free to own uh, hopefully there's you know millions of people during the super bowl they're gonna gonna grab their first nft and play a game um uh and then and then get on board that way so i'm excited about that thanks to voice uh, let's go to laguna next good morning Uh, I love this conversation because I've always said that I'm not a gamer and then I realized that I'm probably wrong because I have played every major (laughs) quote unquote game at some point, but not the Fortnite and the CSGO, the things like Farmville or Pokemon Go or Animal Crossing or Candy Crush. And for me, when I think about Web3 gaming, that's the space where I think we'll unlock the market. And then the other day I was on Twitter and I found two facts that totally sold me on that concept. And that's women are half of the gaming market and women account for 85% of consumer purchases. So like the future of Web3 adoption is something so light and fun and like family friendly, female oriented, something that's just like inherently catchy. And if you remember back to like, the Pokemon Go craze or the Farmville craze, like that kind of like ethos is what I see for Web3 gaming every single time we talk about it. Absolutely. Gosh, I couldn't agree more. Thanks, Laguna. Um, Let's go next to Ezra. Hello. Yeah, yeah. No, tack on to that. I think it's, and to these points about Dookie Dash in particular, like I think right now when a lot of people think about Web3 gaming, they think about like metaverses and big open worlds and, you know, all these like, very expensive, highly complex um, games. And I think what's really exciting to see is more experimentation around like simple to develop casual formats that to Laguna's point, like 
target a broader audience are easier to bring to market and, and tap into like a broader consumer segment. And, and all that stuff's really important. And, and hopefully we see more of that this year and in the coming mm. years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about it. Um, seeing a lot of good comments uh, from you all in the crowd. Uh, for instance, uh, the King said something similar to Fortnite, free to play and purchase digital collectibles via the blockchain or uh, EA Sports. Uh, metric of gasification of the world's most popular sports and then offering collectibles of likenesses in said game. I personally would go broke if FIFA was on chain, <laughs> which is funny. Well, guess what? It's called MPL. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's fun to see. Uh, I uh, That's one of the reasons I love MPL. I, I just, I feel like a, a, a good indie shop, you know, uh, creating a very fun playable game. Like we, I want to see that win. Um, uh, Thanks, Ezra, for stopping by um, and MPL. We're going to keep talking a couple more minutes. We're going to go about two more minutes on the gaming discussion. Then we're going to rotate, uh, talk about checks. Uh, let's go to Gimbal next. Hello, everyone. GM, uh, just making sure you can hear me. Oh, okay, good. Last time, sorry, I apologize. Last time I went up and my microphone wasn't working. Twitter rugged me. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree, especially with uh, what Kenny was saying about integrating web chain technology on the down low, so gamers don't even notice because there is a lot of bad connotation, and uh, you know, with Web three and crypto. I don't know if you've seen a. So I think it was SquareSoft and Ubisoft were starting to think about it, and fans were up in rage, like, "Oh, yeah, I remember blah, that." Blah, blah blah. So my worry, and this is more of a question for y'all, because something that I, I work for game studios and I work in film now, but I know that these studios are very, um, I don't want to say greedy or envious, but they want to keep their IPs to themselves. So what is the financial incentive for, say, you know, Blizzard making items in World of Warcraft available to be sold outside of their markets? Boy, I don't know. I mean, I think like Jonah was saying earlier, that just isn't the financial incentive right now. And it's going to require indie studios, you know, showing them what's possible. Um, I like what Laguna said around more casual, family friendly, you know, uh, gender friendly gaming. Um I, I, I would love to play more games like that. Like I'm not an FPS, you know, kind of hardcore gamer type of person, but that's a good question. Uh, gimbal, I got to keep it rolling. Cause we, we have to transition to the next topic. Um, let's quickly take a couple hands. Uh, I've got some new folks on stage. Um, Callio, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Um, so I just wanted to be very quick chiming in on the gaming dis- uh, discussion. Um, I've been a gamer for over <laughs> my whole life. Um, and I played like World of Warcraft for uh, 15 years now or so. Well, no, 12 years. However That's long awesome. it's been out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the way that I got into NFTs is actually through uh, Arbitrum and Bridgeworld, which made their oh, game. Oh, cool. I remember way- that. Yeah. And they made the, the reason why it didn't work out because it was very complicated like yeah. they overcomplicated it it was hard it was very hard and now um we have what is it um beacon mm. which is a very straightforward roguelike dungeon game where you can literally get in play for 10 minutes get a score and it's still fun nice we need um, more we need more games like that right it just has to be fun. You can buy a character the way you onboard. You just buy a character and you're in. And then you're in the ecosystem and you're playing it. You can play it for 10 minutes. You can play it for 30 minutes. But it just has to be replayable enough and it has to be fun enough. And gamers will onboard. Like I got interested in NFTs because of this game. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So we need more of that. Um, I feel like, and, and, and that's perfect for an indie studio, right? So, um, I'm really bullish on that. Thanks, Calio. Uh, let's quickly take, uh, one more comment from next and then we'll, uh, transition to chatting about all the craziness around, uh, checks over to you next. Yo, thanks for having me first time on the stage. Um, thank you. I just wanted to bring up quickly about the gaming side and coming from a professional scene. So what Gimbal said, the, the biggest issue is just like, um, I think people don't realize how much money you need to make a game. That's the first. So indie is the only way to go. But people don't realize how much money you need to have and how much connections you need to have because there's no financial incentive, as example, Fortnite, like Epic Games to come into the space. 
and you know give their money to us and just to sell skins for nothing you know they don't get any anything in return so there needs to be something that gives them incentive but that will not come probably for three to four years more that's what i'm just you know looking forward to so it will take a lot but you know just the game needs to have some end goal you know like we like world of warcraft like there's an end goal you know people farm items people People like to have an end goal and they can work towards too. But if there's no end goal and it's just like money, like making NFTs and reselling them, that's not really that you're playing game for fun. That's just right. you're playing for, you know, for to make money. That's yeah, basically. exactly. Like there's got to be an actual fun reason. Reason. Uh, appreciate that. Next, um, want to uh, call out uh, what y'all are doing this weekend. Uh, many of you replied to that. Mama said, staying warm. It's cold in Minnesota this weekend. It's which is minus 16 degrees. Uh, crypto via says I'll be coaching my team of U 12 girls football team for second season ever. And they're always full of beans. <laughs> OBG says poker night while the missus has a girl's night. Uh, Dolce boy says they're hiking, which is fun. Uh, and uh, Victor G says packing for moving next week. We'll be moving and listening to the daily dose. I uh, hope the move goes well. Um, let's go ahead and transition to the next subject. I uh, really appreciate MPL and uh, mutable and Ezra stopping by uh, as special guests. Um, thanks everybody for hopping up on stage and, and sharing um, their, their ideas around uh, how we're going to see the most amount of gamers on board in the web three. What are some of the mechanics? Um, let's go to the second discussion topic. Uh, and it's all about checks. So what is happening with checks and why is it generating so much attention? So it was an open edition by Jack Butcher that minted on January 1st for a price of $8 per check. Uh, this was essentially due to Elon's announcement uh, from November that a blue check would now cost 8 bucks. So how does the the project work? Um, and uh, Clemente, I think, is going to pin a tweet that explains some of it. So each check NFT starts with 80 checks then you can burn two check NFTs to receive a 40 check NFT. And this process continues as each level becomes harder to reach and the number of checks on the NFT decreases. So the final level is a single black check. This is achieved by burning a total of 4,096 original checks. So right now the top holder currently has 507 checks. And at the current floor price of 1.5 ETH, which is bonkers, in order for him to reach the 4,096 required checks to burn, you would need to spend an additional 5,376 ETH or about $8.8 million. So what was it? This is the question I want to talk. What was it about the checks open edition that has captured so much of the attention of Web3? And can this be repeated or is this just lightning in a bottle? And, uh, and that's it. Um, so uh, let's, let's chit chat about this. We'll uh, bring some new speakers on stage uh, and what really want to kind of dig into this. Um, while uh, Clemente brings up some new speakers, let's do a nerd alert. It is time for the nerd alert. Thanks, The Voice. The nerd alert is burning an NFT. What is it and how do you do it? Uh, and this is relevant because with checks, you can burn them and then you get uh, new NFTs. So burning is the process of sending an NFT to a, quote, burn address. You can delete any uh, any NFT by sending it to the Ethereum burn address. The burn address is essentially a black hole for lots of NFTs and currencies. Uh, the transfer costs gas. And while the NFT cannot be removed from the blockchain history, it will be rendered useless uh, after being sent to the address. Just a, a interesting note, Manifold recently added uh, burn functionality to their platform. And that's why we've seen a lot of open editions become so popular because it really is, you know, just a point and click interface with Manifold and you can add a burning mechanic to your open edition, uh, which really kind of opens it up uh, to the masses. So let's figure this out, y'all. The question is, what was it about checks uh, and, that, and, and the fact it was an open edition that really caused so much attention? And can it be repeated? Is it lightning in a bottle? I uh, would also love to hear from everybody in the audience as well. So please uh, answer that and we'll we'll read out some uh, of your answers. But let's go uh, to speakers. Hello, Shovel. Morning. Thanks for having me up. Um, I think it's definitely just the gamification of the whole 
idea. Uh, my big question, though, and I posted this yesterday, is what's the tax implication of burning? Ooh, good question. Um, so I'm not an accountant, uh, but I believe it does not trigger uh, a, a capital gain or loss. Um, so I would actually, uh, uh, fellow accountants, and I know there's a bunch of you listening, <laughs> come on up and tell us or post it in the comments, but you actually have to sell uh, an NFT or transfer an NFT uh, in order to trigger a capital gain. So there's um, there's some actual uh, services that you can you can send your uh, NFTs to, um, and they pay you a very 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 tiny amount, and it's a way that you can uh, trigger that cap gain or loss. So, um, but good question, Shovel. Unless you do you secretly know the answer and you're just teasing us. I do not know the answer. Okay. <laughs> good. So Thanks. it is a good question. Like, say you buy all these checks and you burn a bunch, and all of a sudden you have a more expensive check in theory. What does that mean? So yeah, eventually, like you have to sell. Let's say you get the black check. Like, there's a tax implication there. So I just want yeah. to. Well, it sounds. It sounds. It all sounds very scary <laughs> from a tax perspective. Um, let's go next to ICO Beast. How's it going? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, one thought on the uh, the burning checks. Um, I think. So technically, if you're burning a check to get a new check, you're going to be receiving a new NFT, um, which might trigger some sort of airdrop um, situation where it would technically be um, something you received that could be counted as income. But the law is really complicated there. So I would definitely ask a tax attorney or an accountant. Um, as far as the, the checks and why it took off, I talked about this with some friends. And I, I think that right now the reason it's taken off is because of money. I think probably less than 1% of the people that hold it actually care money. about the art. <laughs> um, they're, they're in it because it took off and got wildly popular and you know the space is just full of degenerates like we all want to put FOMO into something and then buy it and then sell it for more money and I think that's what people are doing right now and so, so pure speculation I, I think so yeah I mean I think yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the end game nobody's actually going to get a black check apparently not I mean I don't know we'll see but but the question is though but why like why is the attention built like I understand once the attention is there yes you know you have FOMO you have speculation, but the question is why? Why uh, is this project attack? Uh, you know, got it. That is a great point. I think it's because Twitter has gotten so popular. Um, it was the right place uh, at the right time. Um, Elon really made Twitter like the the hot topic in the news. The thing. All right. Uh, my opinion. Here's my opinion about why Checks is working. Um, I do think it's right time, right place, right artist. Like you said, the eight dollar conversation. Elon, you know, rose it up, and then you have an artist put a clever creative visual take on that like i'm gonna you know he basically is saying i'm gonna make a comment about this and uh and then I, I, if you've read jack butcher's threads and i would encourage everybody to do it they're fascinating it, they're very long form almost stream of conscious um but 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 then there's this deep like visual exploration that goes into it there's a lot of thought i mean so it's not just some open edition Right. Um, so that's another thing. And then, uh, you know, I think a couple folks started buying and talking about it and that, that, that kicked it off. You know, it's sort of like, well, why did Moonbirds, you, you know, take off when it did? And I think sometimes you have the right project, the right place, the right time, the right market, the right team, uh, you know, and, and it all comes together. Um, so my, my take is lightning in a bottle, not repeatable. Um, let's go uh, to Gina. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks so much for allowing me to come up here. So I really got sparked by when you were saying lightning in a bottle. So to me, I definitely believe the entire space is lightning in a bottle. We are all inside a giant bottle, holding tiny bottles, waiting for the lightning to hit us. (laughs) Come on, lightning, hit my bottle. Let's go. Exactly. I really feel like this sparked a chord with people because at a base level, everyone wants to feel special. Everyone wants to feel like they have that thing that is unattainable by everyone else, that they have some magic. And I think this collection said, like, here it is on a silver platter. There will be only one. This is impossible to happen. And if you try to make it happen, you could be insanely special. And I think it just touches a chord with people that we're always trying to find in projects like that next board ape, that next big thing, and being a part of that. And that's what I think it comes down to. Yeah, I think you're right. it's so exciting, you know, if, if you, if you picked to mint a bunch of checks, you know, and then, and then, you know, you can look back and, and say, I did that. I was there, you know, I saw it. Um, there is kind of a, a kudos and excitement to that. You know, I mean, it's kind of bonkers to think, gosh, these things were eight bucks and now, 
you know, they're like 2000 bucks, you know what? So that doesn't happen in normal life. If that feels like March of 2022 to me, uh, which is interesting. Thanks, Gina. Appreciate your time. Um, let's go next, uh, to Clemente. Hello. Yeah. So uh, just a little bit of an experiment guys, if you have anything to add to the the conversation and uh, you want to chime in, but you're in the audience, just shoot me a DM and I'll read them out loud. Uh, for some reason, it's not letting us post any more comments, uh, which is a little bit of a fun Twitter live uh, moment, but uh, we're working live there. So just shoot me a DM if you'd like to add to the conversation. Thanks Clemente. Uh, I, I know how that happened. <laughs> I deleted my retweet. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Learning live, everybody. Don't delete your retweets if you retweet your own space. <laughs> oh gosh. At least it didn't like shut the space down. Um, so good times. Um, let's, uh, let's do roll call y'all. Let's, we're going to test our roll call. Uh, so we're, we're testing our new PO app drop mechanic. We're going to ship this on Monday. Uh, it's, it, 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 you're not going to have to use the POAP app. Um, you're just literally going to have to be in the space and, uh, give us an emoji, uh, reaction when we say roll call. So, uh, let's do a roll call. Throw us up the clap, please. Like the clap. Here we go. Clap it up. you right, like this. Oh yeah. It's fun to see all those. Okay. <laughs> that says you're here. Uh, and that w- allows us to capture who's in the space, who's listening. Uh, and then we can, uh, then we can award you POAP. So, uh, thanks for helping us test that. Uh, we're also going to be testing this um, uh, with a with a real PO app, but one that doesn't count towards the allow list later today. So, thanks everybody for the roll call. Um, keep uh, keep those claps coming for a little bit. Um, we want to give you plenty of time to do that. And only one clap is needed. I got a couple of DMs. Hey, how many claps do we need? Just one. Just one. Just clap. one. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a couple just you know because it's fun. But yeah, just one is good. <laughs> um, thanks everybody. All right, we've got four more minutes and got some more uh, comments on stage we want to get through. You know, we're talking about what caused the Checks Project by Jack Butcher to be the project right now. Uh, I'm going to go next to Maeve. Hello. Hey, 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 those fam and Ryan. GM. GM, GM. I just want to say that uh, I don't think that it is uh, replicable because uh, what what he did with like the $8 to the check mark. Uh, pet with like verified, sorry, ver- Twitter verified check mark is uh, pretty iconic. So obviously there's going to be, well, everybody has seen that there are many, many derivatives, but uh, to replicate uh, this exact thing is pretty much impossible. It's as good as like, you know, you want to do like the next board ape, but to right. in, you know, like the next You can't ape, plan for that, can you? Yeah, I mean like you just can't plan for it, but as you said, right, like right time, uh, right place, right everything. So yeah. It just works out. Yeah, it's pretty fun to watch, isn't it? Because it really is kind of magical to see, you know, everybody align around one project. And and I really like checks. I, I don't own any. I wish I did, but um, it, it re- I like the artist. I like the art. I like the idea. I think it's clever. It's it's fun. It's it's just everything you kind of want out of a project. Like it's it's great. So um, thanks, Maeve, for stopping by. Uh, let's go next to Laguna. Hello. Yeah, I am on the same side. I think that this is lightning in a bottle. And if you are someone who is investing in other versions of this or creating your own, you're really unlikely to see the same success. I think that every couple months we get one of these like sweeping projects that comes, you know, like it goes on a meteoric rise for some reason or another. And they're never for the same reason, right? Like Goblin Town was a totally different mechanic. We had the whole burn mechanic uh, of like wag die. Like every couple months we get a new sweeping idea that just like, you know, it Gets happens. It and the folks that are in it are get really lucky and like shout out to them. But like hoping to chase that is not going to yield you the same results. Amen. And I think that like that's anything that like this space is so much luck. Like you could have minted. 4,000 of these, but then you would have been out like three or four ETH that probably like in any, like 99% of the other projects would have gone to zero, right? right. Like it's yeah. always, it's always a luck game and people just, you know, hit their win or hit their luck point and some people don't. And it works. Yeah. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Um, we are gonna, uh, be uh, blessed with a fun live performance by um, Raw Cat. So we're going to go to them in just a second, um, which means we're out of time, I'm afraid, for 
uh, speaker uh, comments because we want to keep the show on time. So, Don, sorry we couldn't get to you, Palm. Sorry we can get to you, but we appreciate you. We know you're loyal daily dosers, so thanks for stopping by. Um, and uh, quickly, I appreciate all the comments about the weekend. We're seeing uh, Cornell say, I'm going sledding. Uh, we're seeing Palms, who's on stage, and drinking coffee and writing my thesis this weekend. And uh, finally, we're seeing uh, El Fed say, hopefully finishing assembling my bike. Need to ride. So, uh, Clemente, why don't you uh, take it away? Absolutely. And just uh, thank you guys for, for all the comments. We don't have enough time, but Brian, Bobby, Sage, King, Polly, Stacy, thank you for reaching out. Some And Ibrahim, some great takes in there. We won't have time to read them all, but we'll go through them. And, and they were much appreciated. couple quick pieces. Uh, don't forget, we're going to be doing a practice roll call test POAP today at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Watch out for details coming in a couple of hours. That'll be a fun one. And then we're also having a Daily Dose Tampa Bay meetup happening today and a SoCal meetup happening in Los Angeles. Uh, details are pinned up at the top if you want to learn more. Shout out to Laker for putting that out for us. Uh, Rawcat, are you, uh, are you ready to take us out on this wonderful Friday? I'm ready. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Whenever you're ready. All right. Hi guys. I'm I'm Rocket. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll be I'll be singing. I hope you guys are liking this. This is just like regular song, but yeah, let's chill together. <clears throat> Baby, can't you see? I'm calling a guy like you should wear a warning. Stand your eyes, I'm falling. There's no escape, I can't wait. I need a hit, baby, give me it. You're dangerous, I'm laughing in. Too high, can't come down Losing my head, spinning round and round Do you feel me now? Taste of the lips, I'm on a ride You're toxic, I'm slipping under Taste of a voice and paradise I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic? But I love what you do, don't you know that you're toxic? It's getting late to give you up I took a sip from my devil's cup Slowly, it's taking over me Too high, can't come down Losing my head, spinning round and round Do you feel me now? Taste of the lips, I'm on a ride You're toxic, I'm slipping under Taste of a poison paradise I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic? Then mm. I love what you do, don't you know that you're toxic? Hey, yeah, I love what you do, don't you know that you're toxic? Intoxicate me now, with your love and now. I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready now. Intoxicate me now, with your love and now. I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready now. Intoxicate me now, 
With your love and now I think I'm ready Now I think I'm ready now Intoxicate me now With your love and now I think I'm ready now With your toxic Oh, yeah, that was amazing! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Give her a clap, everybody. Woo-hoo. Thanks, Rocket. Gosh, your voice is beautiful. Um, Thanks for letting me sing. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was delight. Um, absolutely, it was the perfect way to finish the show. So thanks for stopping by, um, everybody. Give Rock a little follow um, and uh, check out their music. I appreciate it. Thanks everyone for stopping by. Um, all the amazing speakers, guests, listeners, everyone out there. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and uh, Clemente, thanks for helping run the show and and Gigi and John behind the scenes and uh, our friends at MPL and and Immutable and everybody else. Um, Mintify, Lucky Trader, you're the best. The voice, you're all you're all part of the, part of the team. Appreciate you. Have a fab day. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you at the little POAP test, and then uh, Monday, Monday is the real deal. Um, take care, everybody. Have a good day. Bye bye.